If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. Let me explain. It's free, and there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money for your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast all in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Again, download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. Hey everyone, this is your girl Delilah. Make sure to be following me at Miss Delilah C on all social platforms. This is your girl Ayana. You can follow me at the Aya Brand on all social platforms. And today we are here for episode 48 with the lovely guest, Shade Ayodali. Yes. Let me introduce her first because she was about to talk. <laughs> we need a proper introduction from Miss Shade, who is a publicist for a global firm by day and by night she is the boss behind b is for boss a platform that empowers women to live their best life and accomplish career and personal goals currently she's planning for an awesome women's only trip to tulum which we will hear more about so continue continue listening so that we can learn all about it welcome Welcome. thank you hey guys i'm so excited to be here and um to take a a page out of y'all's book follow me at shade the socialite on instagram and shade iodeli at twitter don't judge me because it's not the same on all platforms but it should be Hey, sometimes that happens. It's fine. And sometimes it'd be long and it'd be looking crazy. And the sweater got like, yeah, the character situation be funny. Plus, I be so quiet on Twitter these days. Yeah, I feel like it kind of goes with what y'all talk about, not like nine to five. I feel like Sade, I like my Twitter is like my nine to five, and then like my Instagram is like five to nine. So, oh, that's a good way. Kind of how I have it. Yeah, it reminds me of Kayla because she be talking about Kayla Walker. Mm -hmm. She talks about like on Instagram. It's um all like more professional, but then on Snapchat you get the real and it's like uncut. Yeah, so it's like I guess people pick between, but I be yeah. trying to be the same, but I be quiet. I be, I be quiet <laughs> on Twitter or not. Like I'm non-existent except during the war season. Um, so jumping into this episode, um, this episode is titled "Redefining the B Word" with yes. our lovely guest. And before we get to know more about her, we want to know like, do you have a positive note this week? A high for you? Yeah, so um, a high off of me, uh, for me, if you follow me on Instagram, I actually just wrapped up a crazy month um, for work and personal. Um, I actually had four back-to-back media tours. You've been out there. Yeah, um, which started in April, actually. The last week in April was the NFL draft in Dallas, then I flew straight to Spain for some World Cup work, mm-hmm. um, then I flew to L.A. for personal um, to celebrate a, um, my friend's 30th birthday. I'm kind of turning that age. All my friends are turning 30. So then I mm-hmm. came back to New York for a couple days. Then I went to Germany again for work um, for a week. <laughs> then I went straight. I came back to New York for two days. And then I capped it off with a little vacation in Puerto Vallarta and lived my best life. Yes, I was looking at photos. Those stories was lit. They were. They yes. were. And that was another celebrating another friend's milestone. So just being surrounded by like powerful women and hearing what they were all up to yeah. um, was a total high. Um, and I feel well re-energized after that crazy month to kick off June really strong. Summer's here. Yeah, Summer is here. What is the lead time between, like, trips? Like, how do you prepare and plan for them? Like, it, 
in work? What's like the prepping before like heading out? So it arranges. I got back to work yesterday. Like, hey, can you go to LA next week? So oh. sometimes I'll have like a largely time. Usually with the global work, I've been working on that project for three months. So it's been very exciting to kind of finally see that come to fruition. Um, it was my first or my first two like global media tours. So I actually the athlete that I was working with, one of them didn't speak English. So I actually had a translator when I was media training them. Um, the media members like had, they spoke different languages. Um, some of them spoke English, some of them didn't. Um, but so with that, that could be like a three month project, but like for like new business or anything like quick, it could be like a weekly time. So it it just kind of depends, but I I have been prepping for May. I had known that it was going to be a long month. I had already prepped a lot of my clients in my five to nine being like, Hey, like I'm off the grid the month of May, get your time with me now. (laughs) Um, or else I cannot help you until June. So, um, so at least you prepare in that way so that you don't burn out and you get what you need done. Yeah, for sure. And going more into like what you do, can you share with us kind of like your trajectory? Um, you know, we think what you do is super awesome because yeah, you're in sports <laughs> PR, but like tell us more about that. Yeah, okay. So from my nine to five, and I tell everyone and all my like biology, like my nine to five, breathe like nine to nine. Like right. it's, it's a very ongoing. Yes, yeah. it's very ongoing. But um, so I work at um, Ketchum. Sports and Entertainment, um, which is a, a PR agency, um, and I have clients that are on the brand side. So when I work in sports, a lot of people assume that I work, like, that I'm, like, working with LeBron James or, like, Odell Beckham. And I'm like, nope, my clients are actually, like, toothpaste brands, like... Right. that try to position themselves. Yeah, that are positioned, yeah, that are aligned. So they're usually, like, um, sports sponsors um, of, like, the NBA or mm-hmm. the NFL or the World Cup or different um, things. That sort of. Sometimes they're not sponsors, they just want to align with an athlete. So I work on that strategy. Um, the example that I like to use, which is no longer a good example because they're not a sponsor, is like if you've ever seen like the uh, Papa John's commercials in the NFL. Obviously, that's a whole other topic of what happened with that. But right. before it went south, <laughs> um, you associated Papa John's with the NFL, and that's kind like of game day. Yeah, exactly. Like, and so that's what that's the whole reason behind kind of being a sports sponsor is that you want people to start to associate your brand same way, like how Coke is with the NBA mm-hmm. and things of that sort. Mm-hmm. So, um, I help brands leverage their sports sponsorships so that the same positive um fan reaction that that these fans have and and that they love behind their team they and then associate it with the brand and purchase the brand more so that makes sense and has like how did you even get into this oh it was a long journey so i knew i always worked in i knew i always wanted to work in sports and entertainment but um and i think this applies for most people in college like you don't really know what that looks like right like mm-hmm. you see like one or two examples mm-hmm. you're like oh i got to either be like a broadcaster right. or a journalist or i do have to work for an athlete right. um and that's actually not the case and just um when i came out of college i took a job in tech um but someone that i had worked with that company had left and went to a sports agency where she was doing work um right. there and she kind of like was like hey like i know you've always wanted to work in sports like this isn't your traditional sports, but I think you'd be great at this. And so that was kind of just how I got my, my start was just through networking. So that's when I learned about kind of like agency life and what it's sports sponsorships entails. And it's it's really interesting. Um, I keep saying I'm going to host a webinar um, sometime totally this summer. Should. soon. Yeah, because I feel like there's so many 
young women that want to work in sports and they just don't realize how many, how many layers there's so many things even what i do um there's you could you can do copywriting you could do like creative strategy like right. it doesn't have to be pr there's just different you could do right. if you're good at video editing like we need though like we create content right. for our clients so there's um Who a knew? plethora yeah, yeah there's a plethora of opportunities <laughs> it's just one knowing that they exist the awareness and then two like going after them so and i think another thing i learned like has i've been in the industry is that certain brands and even like personalities whether it's like the sports person or the company like they leverage out certain parts of business to different agencies mm-hmm. so like yep. it could be just you guys doing the tour but yeah. then another whole pr agency is doing a different huge like you know i work with so many agencies everything it could be an experiential agency so right. at um at these events whether it's NBA games, whether it's the Super Bowl, whether it's the draft, they usually have like the experiential, like on the ground type stuff. So right. those are entirely different agencies that do the event planning on the right, ground. Exactly. Like the three point shoot concert yeah, before the game even exactly. starts. So that's like, like I said, that's another like experiential right. thing. You got PR, then you have like sponsorships who are literally the ones like that are negotiating the deals. Cause I don't like my sponsor, my clients are in a NFL and NBA sponsors, but mm-hmm. I didn't help them get the deal. There's jobs that exist where the people work and um, and negotiate those deals on their behalf. So got it, and then they end up with you guys yeah, and whatever. Correct. Right. Got it. So sports is a very dominated industry, right? Um, and what you do, like to your point, a lot of women are not aware of the type of jobs that are in in what you do. So with the political climate today. We're kind of trying to understand when you go into any environment, do you look at it as this is my job, I'm a publicist, this is me? Or do you look at it as I am a black woman, I am a woman in Mm -hmm. such a male-dominated field? Like, what's your take on that? Because I know that it can get tricky, right, Mm -hmm. for women in general. Yeah. And then there's your moral and your integrity of yourself. No, absolutely. So I would say um, on the corporate side... When I'm just in, like, meetings on my day-to-day, um, I think what I've learned is, like, knowing your shit, right? Because mm-hmm. people automatically assume women don't know sports, right? Okay. So um, most time, most of the work that I do, luckily, is things that I'm truly passionate about, so I really know it. But, like, for example, I don't follow soccer as closely as others, and so working on the soccer project, it really stretched me because you don't want to be in a room working and talking about things that are incorrect so that means after work i gotta go home and do my research i'm watching games i'm trying to learn different things because it doesn't come as naturally to me as like nba and nfl which i follow outside of work just off of being a fan yeah because i like it so i definitely say um that's something that's different is that like in general i feel like men are given more credentials in the workplace and people just assume if they're dominating or if they're uh, a man that they know more about um, a subject, but I feel like when it comes to sports, it's like times ten. So it's just okay. making sure that I'm like educated. Um, and then when it comes to being like that intersectionality, being like a black woman, I think just in corporate America in general, you always deal with being like an only or a one of few. Um, on the flip side, when it comes to like actually working with the athletes and things of that sort, I do um, make sure like. I'm more aware of like how I dress and how I act because you don't want people to assume like you're only in this to get a man or trying to get closer to athlete because it's not even like that. Um, And obviously it's still a professional setting. Right. Um, And then a lot of time these players are with their, they might bring their girlfriends or their moms or their agents and even their agents might kind of side eye you when they first see you. But then like once 
they realize like you're about your business like it's easy like I just feel like I have to command respect and right. um it's so just, there's always that prejudgment yeah exactly mm-hmm. you walk in you 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 feel like something is probably what's yeah. said Which, but that's every day right I'm sure you you guys experience yeah. that in your fields too like it's just right. just that's just being a black woman in America is yeah. that we come with a few kind of already preconceived notions when yeah. you walk in a room and so it's just showing them like no that ain't it so and also to the flip side of that like you're more culturally aware of certain things so it works to your advantage to know how to speak a tone or understand a jargon or understand or get a joke absolutely some sort, like, absolutely know, and where it has to other especially people. now we are living in a, as you mentioned a politically charged um climate, climate and especially working on the NFL last year with all the kneeling and things of that sort, mm-hmm. it did work in my favor because a lot of our clients were coming to me, um, even when there were white men in the room, and being like, Shade, what do you think? Right. Shade, what about this <laughs> response statement? Shade, whatever. And I feel like they knew that that was not their place, and they stepped back, and that's why there's value in diversity because right. Right. You, you saw certain brands, i.e. Papa John's, releasing statements and then they're losing business mm-hmm. your stock is crashing people are boycotting you and things of that sort so i guarantee you if we could do a snapshot of that room before they release that statement <laughs> they ain't look like us so that was the first mistake, that was the first mistake. <laughs> i didn't even know this thing about papa john's what is it what was so it basically um during all the kneeling they had um made a statement where they threatened to like pull their sponsorship and they're one of the biggest sponsors because they said essentially that the players were like disrupting from football. They were like mixing a like American pastime, et cetera. So we were like, "What? You know, we like pizza, right? Yeah. But not your pizza no more." And so it turned into this whole thing where they thought they were like making this like patriotic statement, right. and it backfired, and people wow. started boycotting them. And then they ended up um, walking away from a sponsorship that they had. And now Pizza Hut is, is actually the official pizza of the Which NFL sucks, now. Which sucks, because Papa John's is bomb, yeah. and I don't even like Pizza Hut. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sad. This is what happens, though. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't even know. I mean, I stopped, like, watching the NFL completely it, since that whole thing, yeah. so I'm not even tuned in to it because I'm just, like, until I see otherwise and people doing, being respected for doing the right thing, I, I can't even support yeah. anything. So before we wrap up on your five to your nine to five, I do want to know, have you ever had a situation where you didn't feel confident in a room where you had other pairs and they looked at you a certain way or they prejudged you and you really had to like own it? Did you ever feel? Yeah, all the time. Um, Especially early on in my career, just being, not knowing, right? Like I feel like um, we're taught like, work hard and things will happen and and it's not true one thing about corporate america that i did not know and i had to kind of get to know real fast is politics Mm -hmm. um and not politics like democrat republican i'm talking about corporate corporate politics politics. yes (laughs) like like, as the per my email (laughs) okay we always got to bring it back to that okay (laughs) yeah had a corporate thug, like all kinds of that, like and I, people low key, B, um, B, not BCCing, uh, yeah, BCC, yeah, girl. Oh, okay. that's a whole. We could have a whole like, we podcast around. Whole, you know what? Not a bad idea. Thanks. <laughs> a whole podcast right. around. We just trying to put y'all on so y'all get smarter. Yeah. So that was something that I I wasn't taught um, 
you're not taught it in school. Yeah. My mom's a teacher. My dad's in real estate, so I don't feel like they deal with it as much. So I didn't learn from them. My sister's a nurse. Like I just didn't have anyone to learn from because they were in these careers where it wasn't as prevalent. Mm-hmm. Um, so like learning everything from like asking your like to me where I struggled is like again I'm like oh if I work hard good things will happen to me but it's like no you got to work hard. And, you know, we got to work twice as hard. Right. But on top of that, <laughs> you have to, oh, hey, how was your weekend? How are you your gotta kids? You got to play the game. You got to play the game, right? Yeah, and you got to raise like- your And you're super busy, but you still got to, like, raise your hand because else everyone's going to be like, oh, like, you're I not never stepping up. You're not stepping up. And it's like, I'm not, I'm doing 100%. Like, 100% means promotion. It's like, no, boo, 150% means right. promotion. Yep. Right. And, like, so one of the biggest lessons I learned was, like, before you take that next step in your career, you got to be doing your job and the next job. Already. Already. And mm-hmm. wow. And wow. <laughs> so, like yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, I would say, coming back to your question, like, did I ever not feel confident? Like, yeah, like, there were times where I thought I was giving 100% and the other person I felt was giving 75%, but because they were doing all that extra fluff, mm-hmm. They are progressing faster, and that starts to take a toll on you. And so, like, it would come through. In, our, in my industry, we do a lot of um, brainstorms mm-hmm. before we come up with these concepts for our clients. And so, like, not speaking up or, you know, not volunteering, things of that sort. And so then over time, I realized, like, girl, like, you just got to operate at 150% all the time and, and, mm-hmm. and learning that. And so now I am able to find my voice, and I am able to walk into rooms and feel more confident. But every now and then, you know, I have a bad day or I'm just not feeling it and I or I just feel intimidated. Yeah. Um, again, in those settings where I might not know a sport as well or I might not know a client, I might be at a I've only known a client for six months, but someone else has been there for like ten years and they're right. laughing about old times that they had together at Super Bowl like twenty five, which was like <laughs> twenty years ago, you know, and so yeah, like yeah. in those moments I do feel small, but it's just kind of reminding myself like I deserve to be here. Right. I am here. Embrace this moment and, and give it my all. That's well smart. said. It is. That was well um, so now getting into your five to nine. All right. Um, <laughs> let's talk a little bit about your platform, The B is for Boss. Can you tell us? We love we love the concept. We think it's so great. Thank Can you tell you. us like how that come about? Yeah, of course. So um, The B is for Boss is, as we kind of um, teed it off in the beginning, is my platform for millennial women, um, specifically women of color. Um, to really help them level up in their careers through resources, through events, um, and through uh, just different networking opportunities. And um, kind of the idea behind that was I had a bunch of friends um, that would always come to me as like, oh, girl, help me with my resume or help me do this or how are you always doing that and et cetera. And so, like, I'd help them and they were getting jobs. And then, like, once they get the offers, they're like, should I help me negotiate? And so, like, I helped them negotiate and they secure the bag. So, like, literally, like, I'm sitting back like, Obviously, I'm lit because seeing my other my friends does <laughs> do well makes me excited. Me doing well makes me excited. So then right. it's like now we're just a group of like bad, yeah. I want bad bosses yeah, yeah. <laughs> doing it. big things. Yeah. And so um, I, I I knew that there's there's a lot of boss platforms, right? right. It's girl boss, boss babe. So but many. when you when I looked at them, the women didn't look like me. Mm. They didn't look like my friends. They didn't even look like. People are like they, they just look the same. Blonde <laughs> hair, blue eyes. Right. You're a boss, and I, and those women are bosses too. But right. but they're not the only ones. They're not the only ones that are bosses. So I um, wanted to kind of like flip the word boss on its head because specifically black women have this kind of stereotype that we're the B word, yeah, and or we're either bossy or we're bitchy, basically. And mm-hmm. I've been called that since. 
I can't really. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> like you went from sassy when you're like three, and then like when you're like five, you're mm-hmm. bossy, and then like by like junior high, people calling you bitchy, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so um, that's kind of like the tagline: redefining the B word. And um, I think also it could be redefining the bot being a boss, redefining being a bitch, re- redefining being bossy. Like right, it's right. defining it for yourself because I think um, a boss comes in all shapes sizes shades mm-hmm. and and personas you don't have to be loud and raw raw to be a boss you could be a silent boss you'd be quiet and i um, wanted to create this platform um that that really spoke to that and so that people could see bosses in all different forms whether it was someone that's a boss as a teacher you know what i'm saying like, like dominating to, yeah just dominating where you're at, you're at. if you boss. if you're at your school and you wore one teacher of the year you're a boss mm-hmm. like on that teacher's salary or if you are in pr or if you are doing hair from your house but you got 10 clients mm-hmm. and you paying your bills and you're a boss so i wanted to make sure that i highlighted those everyday women because i also think mm-hmm. on the same vein we live in the day and age of social media and you Massage. think to be a, exactly you gotta have red bottoms you gotta be wearing a mm-hmm. Louis Vuitton you gotta have just a Balenciaga that looks like socks looks. <laughs> I feel like so. if you can help somebody make a better moves yeah. that's a boss yeah like, you know what I'm saying exactly help the next person level up so I wanted level. I wanted to redefine that word yep. um and I wanted to help more women get to those stages so they felt like it and they could define it for themselves so right. I mean, I think it's great because you're putting a lot of context around what the definition of a boss is, and you kind of get to, like, figure that out on your own. Mm-hmm. Kind of like with non-corporate girls. Right? <laughs> Very much like non-corporate girls. Yeah. Um, okay, so question. We want to know what you think about this. Um, this, you know, it is a political climate and all that stuff, but the, the this is, like, the age where women are, like, really stepping up. Like, all yeah. women. Right? But not even women. I mean, I not, just, not stepping up, but, like, they're being recognized. No, for, yes, they are. Killing. But I was just saying, because did you guys both get to see the um the video of Cardi B with Maroon 5 right now? No. Oh, my God. When y'all get a chance to watch it, they have a song together. Oh it's, it's Maroon 5 Cardi B. It just came out. Right. And it's, like, literally the good boy version of Nice For What of Drake. Like, you see how all the women were mm-hmm. there? Well, there's the women. There's a, no, there's oh. a whole bunch of women okay. that he's, like, speaking to in the song. And, like, you see them, like, dancing along. Once you see it, you'll know what I mean. But literally, I said that. I was like, what is this thing with, like... <laughs> women recognizing us yes and just like us coming together like it's definitely a wave like i don't want this to be a trend i want it to continue yeah but there's something that has happened in these last like two years definitely occurred i mean i know one of it was people coming out with the whole sexual harassment thing in hollywood but i don't know there's some there's some like gathering you know what i think the shift was um i think (laughs) when the world collectively saw (laughs) And go back to politics. Mm-hmm. Hillary Clinton dedicated her whole life to politics, like 40, 40 plus years, day in and day out. She poured her life. You can say whatever you want. Yep. The emails you can say right. she was. Right. Yeah. She, you cannot take away the fact she spent forty years putting work in for this moment to be president, senator, everything, mm-hmm. and then she lost it to a man who never worked in politics a day in his life. Who's not credible enough. You know what? That gives me such chills right now. I mean, that's true, And it's like, you would take the most, the least qualified man. Just to not have a woman in politics. Just not have a woman. And I feel like that, like, woke people up. Like, I feel like it was stirring before. I feel like it was stirring, but I feel like it, it woke me up. Like, I was like... 
Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Like you and when you watch the numbers and I'm just like. And it's scary. Very. So, okay. To that point. Yes. Women. We raw. We're here. We're we're not going anywhere. But there's this. There's also this thing with women where there's some women who um, like to raise each other up and we compliment Mm -hmm. each other and we're we're moving forward. And then there are other women who like to tear people down. And and even though we're on this rise, there's still those women. And your platform celebrates being collaborative and community. So I just wanted to know, what's your take on, like, these like, two... Like, i.e. Azalea Banks <laughs> type people, I like, you know? I know. Always <laughs> tearing something. And I didn't want to say Always. Episode, but, like, why? Why? <laughs> so something else that I saw recently, and I don't know if y'all got to see it, um, the Jada Pinkett and yes, Gabrielle. Yes, I saw it today, actually. Yes. So that something that I love that was so honest about Gabrielle Union that she said for those of you who might not have seen it was that she was just basically saying at a point in her life while she was doing well Mm -hmm. it still wasn't enough and anytime another woman who was also doing well came in the room she felt threatened so a lot of times we so just she would tear them down. So she would tear them down. And I think, I, and I can openly admit, that was me at one point in my right, life, right. too. And I think a lot of girls, like, we're just taught to compete, right? Oh, my God. I was just reading an article and about I it. Read that taught well. to yeah, compete. Yeah. Compete for men. Compete for jobs. Compete yeah. for the prettiest. Compete for the skinniest. Compete for the most this, the most that. The You know what I'm saying? Like, mm-hmm. we're taught to compete. We're And it's, it's like... Um, it creates this like idea that we can't all win. Mm-hmm. Um, and, we get combated. Yeah, yeah, and there is this book that I read called Girl Code. And yeah, I read Girl Code. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I that book really came at a good time in my life because I was struggling. Right, like it was like I was fresh out of college. Um, I had gotten my first job, and it was like you get into this mode where it's like, oh well, such and such has a better job than me, and I'm like, oh well, her hair ain't laid. Or, like, such and such is, like, getting married. And it's like, oh, he probably cheating. Like, you know what I'm saying? And you get yeah, in the wish the best. Yeah. And you... Re- and someone else. Yeah. And it's like, you... I... That book made me take a step back. And it's like, why? Why can't I just be happy? Like, girl, like, I'm lit. You lit. And we're all lit in our own ways. Whether you're having kids. Whether you're married. Yeah. Whether you're we a job. We're different journeys. We're, in, we're different journeys at different stages. But we can all win. And so... Um, and different bosses in our own Exactly. Right? And so that book really taught me, like, there is, like, the world, it's limitless, right? Yeah. Like, there is enough. Like mm-hmm. My word of the week. Yes. <laughs> and so once I, like, realized, I was like, damn, she's right. Like, I don't have to tear someone else down yeah. to win. I can just win. Right. And she can just win. And we win in. Like, and so I think once that kind of clicked for me, like, it just it just turned my world upside down because I feel like I was a happier person and I could right. be genuinely happy for people. And I feel like you guys know when you share an update with your friend and you got kind of that bitter friend who's like, oh, good congrats you guys are mm-hmm. like yes girl yes. you got that friend that's really li-. you can tell when someone's genuinely <laughs> happy yeah. and it's like i can tell which of my friends like again like i said i feel like all women go through it and i can tell which of my friends have come out on the other side and they're truly happy and then yeah. what other friends are kind of still struggling right and to to be a little bit on the fence of those friends um it's like they want to be happy. I but know they do, yeah. but they're not. There's so much they're dealing with with themselves that they're not happy about. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, granted, I can't dim my light to help you shine. Absolutely, but I do feel like some of those friends need a you little give bit, bit more, more time. time. Yeah. yeah, no, I, I, and I've seen it with all my friends, and the click kind of happens. Well, every time the click happens, I feel like we have a discussion. Mm-hmm. Um, it, yeah, it's a shift that needs to occur. But and yeah. so, sometimes it's hard though because they're they're not aware, and yeah. you can't change some shit you're not aware of. That's you know also true. Like, it's just, 
and also being aware of like because for me when I hear like my friends are doing great things it and I don't know if it's a good or bad thing but it completely puts like a eye on myself like am I stepping my shit up like my friends are doing yeah. like you know what I'm yeah. saying so but we're, not- we're trained to think like that and I yeah. it's I had this conversation with my best friend yesterday even it's it's good but you have to be careful because it's like you don't want to get into that comparison thing like comparison is like the thief of joy right so whenever my friend says something like oh i got this i'm like Shh, like i need to be making more money and it's like in the sense like i'm glad she's pushing me but sometimes like girl all your bills are paid you going on vacation you can get your hair like what you and your wh- own like why do i like i don't need to i don't need yeah. a raise because my friend just got a raise like right, right, she got right. her raise cool right. like my raise will come when i hit my one year or two like whenever it is like mm-hmm. so it's like sometimes like unpacking those thoughts and yeah. taking a step back and being like girl no you don't need to be like oh she did this like what i'm gonna do next like right she just and did she, it she, cool. yeah let's period. celebrate her yeah pro- put a period a on it exclamation point in progress so yes and be done so everyday work in progress yes. well we have to wrap up soon but before we do we need to know who your hashtag obsessed with is and this could be a woman man platform whatever someone you admire helps you yeah so i'm actually currently hashtag obsessed with um, we talked about this earlier, my friend, and I call, friend loosely, I just met her in January at um, a networking event that I had, a vision board party. Her name is Bane Boozled on all her platforms. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and she just got a job at Spotify. We trying to get her on this show first. Then first. I will make the introduction. Please do. Yes. I slid in her DM already. <laughs> yes. But like... yes. Um, so yeah. So she's my hashtag obsessed because watching her over like the last like month and a half, you, when I first met her, like you always know when someone's just like a, a free spirit, yeah, dope, yeah. yeah, yeah. So when I first met her, she was like really dope. She's like always like putting funny videos online. I'm like always in her DMs like crying faces because I'm like legit <laughs> crying at the stuff she posts. But over the last like couple months, I had seen her like posting different things. She she posted this intention back in April and she's like I want to work for Spotify and she's like these are all the things I'm going to do to work at Spotify so like I remember seeing it like in in my peripheral but I didn't pay yeah yeah. but I didn't pay no attention to it then um like this week she shared an update and she's like I got the job and then like once you like she's sharing these screenshots and basically Huffington Post has covered her um all types of like outlets because basically what she did was that she used social media to get, to, to, to get the job yeah she made a spotify playlist that like described her mm-hmm. and she's their first ever like african-american um and i'm probably like messing this up but like fellow <laughs> essentially and she's like talked about um in her post like how she always felt like lost like how these people were always like her peers were in their own lane you know going on job interviews and she was like i, I never i knew that's not what i wanted to do right. and then she was like i've always loved arts and i've always loved tech and so she was like, what can I do? To what can this? I do to make this whatever? And so like, she essentially saw this job and was like, I have to have this job. And she made a website. She, she put in the work mm-hmm. and she got it. Yeah. And so, so um, I was just kind of like obsessed with her journey and I like, hear it all. yeah. And I won't spoil it. Cause hopefully she'll come on here. But yeah, like she's 22, 23 killing the game. Like she, like, I love seeing women win. And I Me especially too. love seeing women put something out there into the universe and I was gonna say like she deserves. This yeah, thing. yeah, yeah. She like, was she, clear about yeah. her and intentions. And it's like one of those things of of reminding women like you can have what you say you're gonna get. Yep. Like, you can have it's it. A, well, limitless, right? Yes, yeah. it's Absolutely. limitless. The possible is, and and I think that was I was just hashtag obsessed because she put her mind to something and and <laughs> made it come to come fruition. fruition. Yeah. yeah, I agree. 
So we play a little game Uh-oh. with everyone. It's that fun. Because really <laughs> we like to get for people to know you better and it not only be about like, you know, our platforms, but like who we are as people. Okay. So this one, we did a little remix to it, which was all Ayana's idea and I yeah. love it. Remix. So it's called Redefining the B Word Game. Ooh. Bold, beautiful, brave, busy, brilliant, boss. So we'll start it off, guys. Tell us something you've done that was bold. Ooh. <laughs> It's gonna be good. It is. <laughs> it's good. Like, okay, something that I've done that was bold. It could be anything. Yeah. Personal, professional. Um. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, ooh, I don't know if I want to tell that one. Do oh, it. Yeah. Do it. Come on. Come on. Okay. I was so at my job at at one at a job that I had. Um, there were these like kind of like mean girls. I was new mm. to the company. And um, I was really trying to, like, fit in and get to know them. And we had a deck that we were presenting to our boss. And I had, like, sent my ideas through, sent my bio, like, my photos, whatever. And the girls had, like, deleted me. They del- they took my ideas out and they took my, um, like, my bio, like, my picture out and sent it to our boss, like, like it was complete. And so I was like, dang. And I was, like, new and I was still trying to, like, figure out. And I was like, you know what? This is some bullshit. Mm-hmm. So I took the deck they sent, put my ideas back in, put my face back in, and I sent it straight to the president. And I was like, hey, and um, this is actually the latest version of the document. Um, let me know what you think. And I CC'd them, like, girl, don't try me. Um, right. And she loved the ideas. Of course. My face made it back into the deck magically. They was mad, Bitches. and I'm still lit. So. Wow. Happened. That is well, because you went over <laughs> Like, you know, and CC them though, like, and took a chance on yourself yeah. because, like, nobody previewed the idea. Yeah. So, like, it could have went south. It could have. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Okay, so what is the most beautiful place you've visited? And we know you travel. Oh, yes. that's easy. Thailand. Oh we my god, Thailand. me too. Yes, yeah, the most that. beautiful place. Ayana gotta make it Thailand. there. Then. Girl, it's cheap. It's expensive to get there, but once you get there, you be like, oh, she's living like a queen. Okay. I got to add it to my bucket list. Okay. What would you say has been your bravest moment thus far in your life? Moving to New York, hands down. Oh, yeah. That's a good one. This this place will chew you up. Girl, I knew one person when I moved to New York, and I'd only been here once. Prior. Prior. (laughs) Yep. I moved, I came here once on a school trip for like five days and I was like, I gotta live here and I went back to Texas and my parents were like, Oh, whatever. Like no one in my family's ever left um out of Texas. Yeah. Um my dad's from Nigeria, so like but even when he got here he he hasn't left. So like I'm <laughs> <laughs> like, dang, you ain't wanna okay. But anyways, yeah, so no one's ever left. So I was um twenty two years old, left here with left home, two suitcases, knowing one person and now I know like like, whenever people will be like... You be out here. Yeah, they're like, how you know? Such and such. I'm like, I don't know. I just be networking, girl. Like, I just... Same way I met you guys. Like, I was yeah, like, I just go to events. Yeah. And um doing that for, like, years and years. And I just... Well, not... It's not even just, but um my five-year anniversary was back in February. So... You are both your, two suitcases in a dream. Yep. Are both of your parents Nigerian? My, no, my mom's black American. Oh, okay. Because I was gonna be like Nigerian parents is strict ass. No, they are. Like they let they like Sis. leave. That, that second brave. Actually, the bravest thing was not getting a degree in engineering and nursing. I definitely supposed to be a pharmacist. Right. Right. But that's like, a whole other story. Out here. Okay. What um 
what moments do you stop and go, damn, I'm really busy? <laughs> All the time. I was about to say, what moments do I... More like, when do I feel not busy? I don't think <laughs> I I've never... I haven't felt... Yeah, like, I always feel that every day. Like, literally, last... I will say, last month was a very trying month for me because um, in April, I had worked on a girl's resume, um, and she has, like, 45,000 followers, and she shouted me out. And, like, my Instagram went crazy. So I got, like, all these orders, and I got, like, all of these followers, and it was, like... Uh, exciting moment but then it was like the bandwidth to handle i do not i didn't and i tried it and i failed and people was mad (laughs) and i was like you know what i'm gonna shut my site down like these people over here yelling at me and y'all ain't even really paying my bills like because another part of my business is that i try to keep it affordable so that the young i can reach these women i don't want to be the you know $5,000 $5,000 coach, you know what I mean? Right. So I try to keep everything affordable, but it was like, and I felt really... T- yeah. Girl. And then people follow you. And, so, and then when I am trying to enjoy myself, people are like watching my stories, like, well, I haven't gotten this yet. And I'm like... <sighs> you know, that that's another ma'am. fine line. That... Or we, I don't know you. Please don't tell me welcome back. <laughs> Girl. Like, I got... I- that's a whole nother story, but <laughs> she she can't even complete her sentences yeah, out here. Like, like, Bruh, only I need to fall back. <laughs> I'm so bad. I'm so y'all bad. are crazy. Yeah, you'll be thinking like once you get a certain following, she gets kind of crazy. Yeah. And I don't even have a big following, so that's why I'd be like, but that's me, what I'm saying. Let me slow down because if I get twenty k, if y'all are like this at like three thousand, right. I can't imagine that thirty like, thousand, three hundred thousand. Yeah, yeah like, like turn around, you like. Where do these people come from? So, social media gives people a leverage to think they own you to some oh, degree. A large degree. And once degree. they even spending, um, spending a coin on you, they they that's it. Oh, I paid you. You will. I was like, ma'am, your $75 is not even getting my nails done. I can't even tip. I'm, I'm, you had some expensive nails. Nails and toes. Nails and toes. Nails and toes. Nails and toes. Like 60. Anyway, moving right along. <laughs> our last question, which kind of goes along with something that we like to do, we like to have our guests do. The question is, what moment defined you as a boss? Which we definitely want to hear. But in the same lane, um, we introduced you to the world earlier today. And we kind of want you to introduce yourself and how you want people to know you. Ooh, that's a lot to unpack. Okay. So I'll talk about the moment and like how I want the world to know me. So I would say the moment where I felt like I really made it was um, the agency that I was at prior was in the Empire State Building. Mm -hmm. And um, when I got that job and I got an office that had like a view of the city, I was like, damn, like I really made it. I'm a girl from Texas and now I'm working in sports PR Mm -hmm. inside the Empire State Building. And I remember like walking to that office after I accepted the job and, like, looking out the window and being like, damn, I, I really made it in New York City, so. That's, like, a beautiful view. And yeah, I was really sad to leave that, that job <laughs> and that office. I'm, like, low-key. I feel like everybody has worked in that part. Yeah. Like, <laughs> not, <on. laughs> not messing much. Girl. Them companies be crazy. They crazy. Yeah. And plus, I don't want to wear anyway wear the target to anything that's crazy. Girl, my mama... That's whole, as soon as I got my new job, my mom was like, I'm happy for you. That's that's right. I was gonna she was like, this might sound crazy, but every I'm day I used to pray. I'm I like, her, mom, for real. mom, 
I'm with real. you. I was it, like, I feel like all parents, like even my mom, be like, it's high there though. Yeah, I'm like, mom. And Midtown, I mean, I work in Midtown, so yeah. that's still is anywhere where it's like you know it's, major hub. Yeah, it's kind. You gotta keep I your was, eyes peeled. I laughed for so long when that was her first. That was her congratulations text. Like, that's congrats! So I'm so glad funny. you ain't working in that building no more. I'm like, bye, mom. That's so funny. But um, really quick, because I know we're almost at time. How I want the world to know me. Um, I want the world to know me as um, a woman who inspires other women, helps other women, is inspired by other women and mm. seeing them win. And as someone, I want to be like, um, I don't know if y'all, I can't think, Kendall, um, he calls himself best friend on Instagram. He'll be doing like all, it's kind of Makeup, is he like a man? No, 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 no. He does all, the, like he'll be watching like the Love and Hip Hops and he'll be doing like the routine. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> like a little yeah. um like tv in the corner yeah. like yeah like, so they call him best friend and so like that's why i'm like i want to be like your internet friend where you can come to about career help and with the coins though not for free please right. don't sell nah, my dance no i work but yes <laughs> that's helping people whether you look like me or whether you don't um mm-hmm. and then especially for pr i feel like i just meet so many women that want to work in the industry and i just want to yeah. be a resource so so holla at Shade. Holla at me. Shade the socialite. Instagram is the best place. Yes, it's to been a pleasure me. to have her. Um definitely come and visit us again. Yes, thank yes. you for having me. I really enjoyed it. And we about to be out. We're out.